Hello, folks. This is another podcast from God's Wow coming at you. And we are going to be talking about what, Ruthie? Splitting our soul and spirit. Wow, that sounds pretty heavy. Now, remember we talked about the three um, parts of our being. That was way back when we did the... uh, gateways, right? right. Yeah. And yeah. so basically what we're doing, we're talking about those two entities of who we are, our soul and our spirit. Right, right, So, right, right. Nina, why do we need to split them? That just seems like something that's really weird. It does, but you know what? It's biblical. So let's take everybody to the word okay. of Yahweh so that folks know this is not something we're making up ourselves, right? This right. is something that is foundational, a foundational truth from the word of Yahweh. And I know folks have heard this, maybe, if you've read your Bible before, maybe right. there's some folks who are new to this journey and they haven't read their Bible. But we want to point you to Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12, this particular version is the King James Version, where it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. But we're going to focus on for the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. The word, the word of Yahweh. The, this is what the word of Yahweh does. So what do you think that means? Well, you know, I've got a different version. Um, it says God's word is alive. Oh, that's good. It's alive. That's good. Which means it's doing stuff within us. Mm-hmm. It's working and is sharper than a, than a double-edged sword. Now, you know, when people go into battle, yeah, it's always better to have a double-edged sword because um, you can do much more damage yes, with a double-edged can. sword. You don't have to work as hard. As long as basically. you know how to use it properly, right. too. <laughs> right. So, um, so we, the soul and spirit are joined. And a lot of times, our soul wants to control like we you know we've talked about this in our in in the gateways the soul controls our cravings our attitudes the things that we want to do that deep down we know are not good for us mind will emotions emotions. if you haven't listened to that podcast i highly suggest we do suggest that you go back and listen to that right right so basically what we're trying to do is separate the two because technically, well, essentially what we want is for our spirit man who is directly con- connected to our first love gate to really control our actions, our thoughts, our, our, um, the way we operate. We want our souls our spirit wants our souls to come in line with it right um it's very very important that we understand what this means because in the church age age of ecclesia a lot of times it's the soul that's speaking you hear a lot of person says i i you know command my spirit yeah. to do this the spirit to do that well, well you're commanding your spirit to do that by your soul oh. 
and it needs to be the other way around. Right. And so let's talk about when we were when we were created without sin, Ish and Isha, Adam and Eve. We were created with our spirit being the the being because we're made three part beings, spirit, soul, and body. The spirit being the being that led, and the spirit was actually on the outside of our bodies. In fact, there there was no skins. Right. right. There was no physical because with the physical comes mortality, comes death. There was no physical skin. Take your skin and pull it. That was we were not created with this physical skin. We're actually created as spirit beings, as light beings from Yahweh. And our spirits were on the outside of our bodies. Right. OK, so let's get that understanding. Once you have that understanding, you understand that on this journey of sonship, we are moving towards going back to the way the original way we were created originally, all right, which is our spirit being on the outside of us, leading and guiding directly connected to the spirit of Yahweh. So that's how we were created. And so because of sin, when sin entered into the world, remember when, when that that light that was around Isha and Isha, Adam and Eve, and all of a sudden, Adam and Eve were aware that it was gone. That it was right. gone. That's that, that right. because what happened was their spirit then went to the inside, inside, and there was an awareness that they were naked. There was no longer a covering, and then. Yahweh said, well, I'm going to put skins on you, skins, skin, the skin that you currently have on your body. The largest organ of your body, basically. Right. The largest, largest organ. And he had to then make those skins on us so they were not naked and bare. And then they used leaves to cover themselves up. The Bible says, right. Then they grabbed some leaves after that because they needed even something more than the skins on them, they needed they needed leaves and brush and things like that to cover themselves. But so once we have that understanding, then we're like, okay. So what is the purpose of what we're trying to do now? Well, what we're trying to do is walk in the spirit. Um, Galatians five twenty five. We need to live and walk in the spirit. So basically, what we really want to do is have our spirit dictate our lives, dictate um, how we function. Because as we walk in the spirit, we are um, transformed. Mm. You know, Romans twelve two says, don't be conformed to the world. The soul wants to be conformed to the world. It wants to be going to the movies and the, and the restaurants and shopping and all that kind of stuff. The spirit, on the other hand, is more in tune with the word, what Yahweh wants for us, the way we need to operate, the way we need to treat people, the way we need to um, speak to to those that are around us, those that are we are in authority over, like our children, maybe co-workers. The Spirit wants us to be more like Yahweh. Yeah. With love 
and compassion and uh, gentleness, faithfulness. You know, we know that the fruit of the Spirit, the one fruit of the Spirit is love. And out of that fruit, the seeds that come are patience and gentleness. Joy, kindness. Right. Self-control. Right. And so our spirit wants to be more like Yahweh, more like its creator, to exhibit love in everything that we do. Now, Ruthie, I mean, when we talk about, okay, movies and you know, TV and going out to eat and all that. We're not being legalistic and saying right. you can't do that. Right. What we're saying is if your soul is always dictating what you do and you're using those things in place of getting a closer connection with Yahweh through your spirit, that's when it becomes right. an issue. We're not saying you can't go out and eat. That's ridiculous. You yeah, want to have fun? Yeah, yeah, that's right. In you fact, need when to you go do out it, to eat. Like Ruthie was saying, when you're doing it in the spirit... When you're going to the movies in the spirit, when you're eating in the spirit, when you're doing all these things and your spirit is dictating what you're doing, there's so much more joy to right. that. And there's not this fleshly desire, this fleshly lust for the things of the world. So uh, talk about Galatians 5.16, Nina, about if- not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Okay, that's great. Because I was looking at, you said 516. I was looking at 525. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but you already mentioned that. Galatians yeah. 525. Write these Bible verses down if you're not a- aware of them. says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So you have Galatians 516. Okay. It says, I have 516 through 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So so you've got Paul here. Am I correct? Paul is speaking in Galatians, Right. right? Right. You have Paul here talking about this war of flesh and spirit flesh and spirit flesh and spirit and until you've been able to split your soul and spirit and your spirit then begins to govern which is a spiritual process but it also is a a a physical process and i say physical because in the natural realm there is something that you can feel that takes place. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little later. So not only do you have something that happens in the spiritual realm, you also have something in the physical realm where you can feel it. But so there's this war that's taking place between the two and that the flesh is the desire. Uh, it is when the soul is choosing to be more abased and to go after the things of the world. Whereas, when you split your soul and spirit, the soul can then choose to be in line with the spirit, and the soul then becomes a conduit, a mediator of the spirit to your body to begin to do those things that Yahweh wants you to do. It is ultimately to fulfill your destiny scroll. When your soul is in line with your spirit, then you are on the journey to fulfill the destiny that Yahweh has assigned for you. And this is very important, folks, because the spirit will then begin to 
The the spirit harnesses the soul so that you're no longer irritated like you were before. Somebody cuts you off in the middle when you're driving down the road. Somebody cuts you off. And you're like, wow, I'm not reacting in the same way that I used to in the past. Somebody says something to you that in the past would be offensive. You're like, wow, literally on the inside of you, your soul has been bridled and that your soul is in line with your spirit. So you act in a spirit-like way and not a soul-like way. So when somebody's unkind to you, you can act in a loving way. When somebody tries to hurt you, you, you have mercy in you that comes out and understands, well, this person is hurting me because they're hurt. And then and then Yahweh can speak to you as to how to respond in a way that is out of his heart and not out of the soul, which is, well, they hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them in return. So um, with that in mind, if we look at Proverbs 23, 7, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if our spirit is in control, um, here's uh, something that somebody has written. Our thoughts control our attitudes, positive, negative, good or bad. So if you sow a thought, you will reap a deed. Good. If you sow a deed, you will reap a habit. (coughs) If you sow a habit, you will reap a character. If you sow a character, you will reap a destiny. So what we need to to really... Good stuff come down to where the rubber meets the road what are our thoughts yes if our spirit is in control mm-hmm. our thoughts will be good will be positive we will be wanting to help others we'll be saying kind things to other people and therefore the habits that are formed eventually down the road will develop in us a character that will be pleasing to Yahweh mm-hmm. will be um, something that he says, oh, that looks like me. Yes. I'm going to go down there and rest on what looks like me. That's right. And therefore, there'll be no, we won't have to go and beg and plead, oh, Yahweh, please, can you do this, that, and the other. It will be automatic. We will Think it, and he will give us the wherewithal, the witty inventions, the the um, solutions to what we want to do because we are marrying who he is. See, you know, I know for myself, I have always prayed, you know, Yahweh, give me a heart like yours. Give me a heart like yours. But without understanding that I need to split my soul and spirit and that how do I have a heart like him? Because otherwise you're constantly having this war between the spirit and the flesh, spirit and the flesh. Like, you know, Paul says, my, 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 I do those things that I don't want to do. The things I do want to do, I I don't do. And there's this constant battle between the two. When you split your soul and spirit and when your spirit has bridled your soul and your soul is in line with your spirit, then it's not just something you want to do. Your heart wants to be in line. It is something you are and you live, which means to walk in the spirit because your soul then acts out 
what your what your spirit is in line with, right. which is the heart of Yahweh. So in order to be able to line up, we need to know what the heart of Yahweh is. Right. We need to load up on the word. You know, like people say, oh, I'm going to the deli. I'm going to load up on this. Or I'm going to the buffet. I'm going to load up on potato salad or macaroni or whatever. <laughs> we need to be loading up on the word. We need to hide it in our heart. We need to meditate on it. And not just meditating. You know, we need to memorize it so when when something happens... The first thing out of our mouth would be, Yahweh, please help them. Oh, don't let this something happen to whoever is racing down the road and cut you off in traffic. We need to be, we need to be saying, what will Yahweh have for them? We need to, and then splitting our soul and spirit, we will live according to the word. Mm. So Nina, mm, that's good. practically, how do we do this? Oh, that's the big question. So now we're getting to the physical aspect of right. it. It's a physical and spiritual thing together. We're getting to the physical aspect of splitting the soul and spirit. It is something that you physically engage with, with the intention of your heart, and it takes place spiritually, and then you feel it. So I can talk about what I did. How's okay. that work? And then you can talk about, maybe you can talk about what you did. Okay, that'll work. So this is what worked for me. And I have to tell you, I have to give a, a shout out to Uncle Ian Clayton, who really I learned this from him. And um, I really enjoy listening to his teachings. They, they, uh, they work for me in terms of practical uh, steps that can right. be taken to walk this out. So, but what I did for me is... I I engaged with this activity while I was doing communion and what it did it gave me consistency as to how I did it. So, when I did communion, I um you know, stepped in front of the throne of grace and I went through my communion connecting with the blood of Yeshua, what it meant to clean out my DNA and to change not only just clean out my DNA but to change and reform it so that it is new. And then I said and spoke out loud, I use I with the word of God, which is what I use, um, that Hebrews the word four. is that Hebrews four, that the word is quick. And I just said I use the blood of Yeshua, that's how I did it. I take the blood of Yeshua and I use it to split my soul and spirit. I physically said it out loud and actually, I had a hand action that I used with it, kind of a chopping of my hands together. You know, I used one hand as stationary, and the other one came down. And as you, like you're chopping something with a knife. And I said, I split my soul and spirit by the blood of Yeshua. I split my soul and spirit by the word of Yahweh. I split my soul and spirit. And I would say that out loud. And did it in conjunction with communion. At that point, I was doing communion about twice a day. I was working full time, so I was doing it in the morning. And then when I got home at night. And I did that for about three months until... And I also said as I was doing that, because I 
you know, I know, I know Ruach HaKodesh. It's really good, folks, when you know Hashalush HaKodesh, which is the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. When you talk with them and engage with them, because then you can use them as your guide to make sure you've done it. So I asked Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Holy Spirit, to let me know when it was done. And the Holy Spirit did. And it took me about three months doing that. I split my soul and spirit by the word of Yahweh. I split my soul and spirit by the blood of Yeshiva. I split my soul and spirit. And then I said, soul, you must come in line with my spirit. You must think like my spirit. You must behave like my spirit. You no longer have control over me. You are in line with my spirit that is in line with Yahweh. That's good. That's really good. So, before I talk about my piece, how do you know that it's already done? So, I can tell you how it felt like for me, not just a feeling, but also internally what changed within my heart, I could say, is that I then became a more patient person. I was able to endure um, if folks were unkind to me. I was able to endure it in a more loving and a more patient way. I was examples, get, like if you get cut off on the road. I had some crazy stuff happen to me afterwards, and my response was nothing. I didn't really respond. That They didn't get an edge on me emotionally. I didn't rise up emotionally in anger or anything. And I'm noticing, I'm like, I'm wild by this. I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> so... Inside. No, it's not insane. It's it awesome. is great. Well, and it's insane in a good yes. way. <laughs> um, so that was one thing I noticed emotionally and internally, spiritually, physically. What happened is I could literally feel my spirit then hover on the outside of my body. So what I mean is almost like you take your hand and you put your hand in a glove. Take your hand and you put it in a glove and you feel a glove surrounding your hand, okay? I felt uh, the same thing in that I felt my spirit then surrounding my body. Now, Uncle Ian Clayton, he talks about how when we're first born, I haven't engaged with this myself, but he has, the spirit is then connected to the back of your head and down your spine, and then when you split your soul and spirit, it disconnects from that area. Because when we were born in sin, sin purpose to, as you were born, sin purpose to cover your spirit. And also to allow you to forget so you can have amnesia as to where you came from. <laughs> what agreements you made with Yahweh before you came down to this planet. Um, and as you begin to connect more with your spirit, your spirit gets separated uh, from your soul and then you believe it or not your memories too will start to come back as right. to your creator who he made you to be that you have a destiny fulfilled but I physically then felt um, my spirit hover on the outside of my body and to this day that's what I feel okay so what I did um, I was listening to Ian Clayton and I was listening to what he did and so what I did I wrote down what I wanted to say because I wanted to be I'm a I'm a visual learner 
And so I needed to, so I wrote down what I wanted to say and how I needed to do this. So in the morning, when I got, when I got through with my prayer in the morning, because I always pray before I put my feet on the floor, cover my kids, make sure that they safe, that the home, that all my friends, whoever's on my prayer list. So I'd get out of the bed and I would stand beside my bed. And this is what I would say. Father, your word is like a two-edged sword piercing like a log splitter. Now everybody knows what a log splitter is, right? You'll see it on the on the movies where um, in the old days where they used to cut logs and they take that little wedge piece and they split open a piece of the log and then put the wedge in and with a hammer they knock that wedge down until the log split. Mm -hmm. So if you got that visual in your head with this log splitter between your soul and your spirit, you can use your sanctified imagination to do this. So I said, um, your word is like a two-edged sword splitting like a log splitter, dividing my soul from my spirit. In the name of Yeshua, I speak to my soul. Soul, you will submit. You will separate from my spirit. I will not have you tied to my spirit man any longer. By faith, I cut you off like an umbilical cord that all ties that my soul has been feeding from my spirit. I drive the word of God between my soul and my spirit. Today, I decree to my soul, bow down to the kingdom of God. I take you into the courtroom of God and I make you bow to the judicial system. Soul, you will serve my spirit in the name of Yeshua. (laughs) So that was every morning, every morning, every morning. I didn't have any hand actions. I was just speaking that every morning. And then sometimes something would come up and say, oh, you know what? Why don't you go and have a whole bowl of ice cream? (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? I know I got no business eating all that ice cream. And I'll say, so you are not the boss of me. You are not the boss of my spirit. My spirit is the boss of you. So you need to just back off. Hallelujah. Or sometimes, like I'd be in the grocery store doing grocery shopping or whatever. And you know, you go to the to the register and they always got chocolate and all mm. kinds of stuff. And Yahweh's already told me, no chocolate for you. And I'd be looking at that chocolate and my soul be saying, you know you want some Kit Kat. You know you want some, some uh, Hershey's with almonds in it. And I'd say to my soul, no, soul, you want this. My spirit does not want this. You want this. And guess what? You are <coughs> not getting Kit Kat today. You need to back off. So it it was it was a constant thing. I had to tell I had to tell my soul every time my soul rose up and said, "You know you want a cup of coffee." I'm like, you know what? You need to back off. You want the coffee? No, my my body does not want the coffee. You soul want the coffee. I'm not going to have this coffee. And so it was it was a constant thing. Um, 
all the time. I'd have to tell my soul to back off because, you know, these, the habits and the desires, like I said, your thoughts create deeds and the deeds create habits. So basically what I was doing is I was changing the pathways in my brain that have been created because of habits by what I was speaking every morning, splitting my soul and spirit, splitting my soul and spirit, going to Yahweh and saying, I'm using your word like a log splitter to split my soul and spirit. And then one day I was in the Walmart and I'm walking down the aisle and they, you know, it was, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember what month it was, but there's certain months like Halloween or Valentine's, they'll pile all the chocolates in the, in the middle of the aisles, like when you go into the cash register, and there were just piles of chocolates anyway. And I'm saying to myself, why in the world would they do this? Nobody wants this. And I realized, oh my goodness, I don't want this. My soul was, <clears throat> was understanding that um, it wasn't in charge anymore. Now, I knew that, but I'm saying, but how do I really know that my spirit is on the outside? And then Nina and I were together once. We were doing communion. And she said to me, well, what do you feel? I said, what do you mean, what do I feel? We're doing communion. Well, what do you feel? Do you feel anything on the outside? I said, yeah, sometimes I look down and I'm thinking there's a, a... a moth or something on on me, on my skin, on my hands, on my arm. And I looked down, there's nothing there. And she said to me, that's your spirit telling you I'm on the outside of you. And I'm like, yay! <laughs> this is awesome! <laughs> so that's basically what I did. <clears throat> so I think everybody needs to have their own, um, whatever works for them. Mm-hmm. If it's writing down what you're going to say every day, if but communion is crucial because with communion, you are changing your DNA, mm-hmm. which then starts changing your um, neuron pathways. Really and when those neuron pathways begin to change, old habits begin to be wiped away. Right. And so, um, you know, like we're saying, going to the movies, it's great to go to the movies, but then you go and you say, hmm, I don't want want this blood and guts. That Mm. just doesn't feel right with me anymore. Whereas before you'd say, oh yeah, there's this suspense movie and it's, there's a lot of gore and killing and stuff. And before you would say, yeah, let's go see that one. Now you're saying, oh, let's go see Dumbo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> that oh, means there's more movies. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just. I I know that's a little extreme, but I'm. I'm <laughs> okay, Nina. I'm trying to get you to understand that you. There's more are, movies out there than Dumbo, but that's pretty funny. Okay, <laughs> but you're you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. trying to change. You you're realizing the the attraction toward the evil and the dark 
and the occultish type type movies there's no desire for that anymore you want something um that's going to feed your spirit and not your soul that's awesome i mean let's let's ground this in the word romans 8 12 through 17 but you start off at verse 12 says therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh (laughs) or to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die yes so fleshly living leads to death and as Ruthie was just saying, your soul's desires, if you're led by your soul, and let's be honest, folks, we know if we're led by our soul's desires or our spirit. And I, and I love to talk to people about this because once they understand there's a difference between their spirit and their soul and their body, I'll ask them a question like, okay, that desire that you have, did that come from the flesh or did it come mm-hmm. from the spirit? And you'll know when you're living out of your spirit because if you're living out of the spirit you have the fruits of the spirit and you have joy you have peace you have right you have the fruit of the spirit which is love and out of those you have the seeds which is joy peace kindness all right if you're not if you're living out of the flesh what do you have anger right sadness depression right um suicidal thoughts all those things lead to what death death right they lead to death and we're not about death here folks we are about life we are about eternal life and we're about living that eternal life starting now choosing to live that eternal life now to bypass death okay right so it says but if you if if you're led by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body and you will live isn't that awesome that's right you'll live if you put to death the deeds of the body. And I love when Ruthie was talking about the neurological pathways because once you have started on this journey and you have split your soul and spirit and your spirit is beginning to rule, you will less and less have you will less and less have that battle between the soul and the right. spirit. Because even now, every now and then I will know when my soul's trying to rise up and I'll say, Soul, uh uh-uh. uh. The spirit is leading, so you need to chill. I'll just do a little bit, smack it back into its position. Okay. You still need to do that as we are beginning to progress towards beings of light, totally transformed in his image. We're working this out, folks. So don't think, you know, because it's not perfect right away. It means you failed. No, we're here to tell you what we're experiencing and what we're walking through too. There's still times when I have to speak to my soul and tell it, nope, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. But the more and more I walk on this journey, the less and less I have to do that. And the more and more I'm living in rest. But when you started doing this, how long did it take? I mean, it wasn't like by the end of the week, your soul and spirit was split. No, and I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to encourage you all and to let you all know this does take discipline. It takes turning your intent the intent of your heart towards doing it. And it may be different for everybody. For me, it took three months to do it. But in that three months, I was consistent twice a day. Sometimes I did it more than twice, sometimes two to three times a day for three months. So if you're someone who's going to engage with this, do it once a day, it may take longer. And then it also depends upon who knows, all kinds of things, where you are spiritually, in your walk, and all those types of things. How about you? Are you listening to 
uplifting stuff during the day. For me, it was in the morning. So, because it was once a day, it took me six months. Which means, if you really want this to happen um, a lot faster, you probably need to do it all the time. Who knows? Three, four, five times a day, maybe. And, and how long you do it for that period of time. Right. In other words, so you're speaking these things, um, and as you're speaking it into existence, it is happening, it's taking place. So do you spend a couple minutes doing it? Do you spend five minutes doing it? Do you spend ten minutes doing it? And then you do it ten minutes, three times a day? Whatever the case may be, it all depends upon your desire. But I know I was... So hungry and thirsty after wanting a heart that was like Yahweh. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I mean, for Uncle Ian, it took him 21 days. I think that's amazing, right? And he's like, boom, very focused. He was very focused on doing it. So it all depends. But it's amazing. You will feel a difference, not only internally, but externally as well. At least that's what I felt. Yeah. So if your experience is different, please email us and let us know. We'd love to hear it because different people experience things different ways. And this is not a prescription saying you have to do it this way. We want you to encourage you to engage in this process. And if Ruach HaKadosh gives you another way to engage with it, that's fine as well long as you are using the word as an anchor the right. word of Yahweh as an anchor right. communion as an anchor this is what we suggest so that everything you do is in balance and you can see the workings of Yahweh and Yeshua being worked out in you as you engage in this process why do you also think this would be important to do this well, when you work, when you're walking on this journey, they are, um, and you are creating a relationship with Yeshua and with Yahweh. It's important that your spirit is is leading, right? Because if your soul is leading, your soul is saying, "Oh, I'm so tired right now." Your soul is telling you, "But I'm so tired right now." Let's do this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But Yeshua is waiting constantly for us to spend time with him, to talk to him. Amen. um, To walk in the garden of our heart with him, to um, listen to what he has to say. Now, if the soul is in charge, you're going to get down on your knees, you're going to say a quick prayer. You're not even waiting to hear what he has to say back to you. But once you have split your soul and spirit, you're going to be quiet. You're going to listen. And before you split your soul and spirit, you try this. Okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to listen to what he has to say. And the next thing you know, it's morning. You have fallen fast asleep. Or you sitting on the couch. It's the middle of the day. And your mind begins to wander. And you start thinking about, oh, tomorrow I've got to do this, that, and the other. It's because um, what's in your heart is controlling everything. Guard your heart. Because everything flows from it. So if your spirit is in charge... 
your spirit is going to guard your heart. And as you start listening to what Yahweh says, it will, it will become much easier for your mind not to wander because your spirit is, is controlling. Um, it's good. For me, and Nina knows this, <laughs> we talked about this for a while, I needed to do a fast. Now, when my soul was in charge, and people say, oh, we're going to fast, and my soul was saying, yeah, go ahead, hope you have a good time. Then Yahweh said to me, now he knew. I was, I was on a whole different, in a whole different place. And he said, I want you to do a 10-day fast. I'm like, okay. I mean, there was no question about, what do you mean? My soul would have said, what do you mean a 10-day fast? You know I can't do a 10-day fast because my blood sugar will drop and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, immediately I said, okay. Then he says, a water fast. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay, a water fast, 10 days. All right, okay, uh, what a fast it's going to be. And he said to me, don't worry, I'm going to help you through this. And of course, it was rough. I, I, I won't say it's the easiest thing you do. But when your spirit is in charge, it will, it will help you to say yes to what Yahweh has for you. It will open up for you your destiny scroll. Mm. You will be able to understand (coughs) what Yahweh has already written for you, what you have agreed to do on this planet. And beyond. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and you'll be able to say, okay, well, um, okay, this is, on my destiny scroll so Yahweh how do we do this and because it's your spirit even though it's things that may seem um, impossible yeah or difficult or or way beyond your abilities that you think are your resources way beyond your resources too but you will say yes because your soul understands the importance of Walking in step with Yahweh, with Yeshua. So also, too, another awesome thing that happens and that you can do, which really ties in with building your mountain, ruling and reigning right. as, a, as a son and then a mature son. First of all, as a lord and then a priest and then a king. It'll give you the ability in the supernatural realm to expand your spirit, man. So you turn the tent of your heart to expand your spirit, man, as though you were blowing into a balloon. You know, you blow into a balloon and you go, and you blow, and the balloon gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You can do that with your spirit, man. And we want to encourage you too to be fueling your spirit man, building your spirit man's muscles. Go back to our podcast that talks about the different gates of the right. spirit and the things that you can do in all of the gates that will begin to build the strength, the muscle of your spirit man. And once you split your soul and spirit, you can then begin to expand your spirit and then begin to govern 
not just over your body, you can begin to govern over your household. Even if you have individuals in your household that are not believers in the way yet, your spirit can hover there to bring the rest and the peace of Yahweh. And then as he gives you more and more responsibility in his, in his kingdom, you will be able to grow and expand your spirit in your spheres of influence through the mountains that he's given you to govern over and it will begin to grow. So this is, this is what's happening in the kingdom realm too supernaturally as you're growing your spirit it's your way to begin to govern especially when you govern in your mountain now splitting your soul and spirit is foundational and um so we're excited that we're doing this podcast because it'll give you a great foundation to work out these other things that we're talking about and uh just one thing i want to go back to what you said about governing um and expanding your spirit man what i do um I I feel like if I if I lay hands on age of the church, you feel the emotions of the person that you praying for. With um, splitting my soul and spirit, I could be sitting in a with a group of people, maybe in in a church service, maybe in a concert, um, in a in a meeting, and. My spirit will sense sadness in someone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know how it is when you go and you hug someone, Mm -hmm. you know, you put your arms around them and you hug them and pull them close. Well, Physically in the natural. Physically in the natural. Mm -hmm. I will take my spirit man and my spirit man will hug the person. Mm -hmm. And while... And I know it sounds strange, but once you once you get to once you get this, you'll begin to understand as your spirit man hugs the person, you are speaking love and peace and joy into them. And then after a few minutes you look over and you see the whole the countenance changes. They much more at peace. There may be a smile on their face, and then your spirit man can pull back and say, "Oh, okay." They, you know, you don't have to say anything to the person. You just let your spirit do the do the work, and you do that by faith. In right. other words, by faith, you see yourself, uh, your spirit self, man, get up walk over to the individual and I know for some of you this may seem like oh that's kind of wild but um that's what that's what I do right and um because I've learned how to govern with my spirit expand my spirit so this is all practice this is something that you'll learn but we're really excited about sharing this with you right I want to end with this the last part of Romans eight twelve through 17 because I really think it sums, sums this up really well when it says, um, when you receive the spirit and <laughs> when you receive the spirit and you walk by the spirit and not by, when I say receive the spirit, your spirit connects to the spirit of Yahweh and you're walking in the spirit. The Bible says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are not just the children of God, <laughs> But we are heirs. And in fact, it says heirs of God and joint heirs with Yeshiva. Right. 
joint heirs with Yeshua. And, 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 and did we suffer with him? Meaning, hey, we get control over that soul. Okay. We go through that because that's, that's challenging. I mean, that's something that we have to deal with. And as he died, okay. So we die to our souls. Okay. That we are also glorified together with Yeshiva. That's how we are joint heirs with him. And that's the purpose. The purpose is to be heirs of him, to know our position, how we are to rule and reign with him. But it doesn't come without dying right. to the flesh, dying to the flesh, bridling our, our soul so that it becomes one in terms of purpose, in terms of thought, in terms of deed, with our spirit. And then soon, right? When that happens, right. the body naturally follows in line with that. Amen? Right. Amen. Amen. So we just thank you for taking this opportunity to listen. We love you. Uh, we love Yahweh. We love Ruach HaKadosh. We love Yeshiva. And we just speak blessings over you as you continue to work on this journey we speak blessings over your life we speak the shalom the mm. sin the being of shalom to yes. surround you even now as you're listening we send the spirit of um, wisdom so that you may engage the spirit of wisdom knowledge and understanding according to the things that we have spoken and that you will be directed by ruach hakadesh to join in this journey and to engage with it and to Learn more and more and more about what is on your destiny scroll. Amen. Amen.